Sawbones is a show about medical history, and nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. It's for fun. Can't you just have fun for an hour and not try to diagnose your mystery boil? We think you've earned it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy a moment of distraction from that weird growth. You're worth it. All right. Tommy is about to books. One, two, one, two, three, four. And welcome to Sawbones. My name is Justin McElroy. And I'm Sydney McElroy. This is our marital tour of misguided medicine. And Sydney, can we hurry this one up? Well, why? I want to rush it. I want to rush well, to the end. Why would you want to rush to the end? This is so much fun. I, I gotta pee. I gotta. Oh. I gotta pee. Oh, okay. Well, um, that's that's all. That's good. It, could you? Would you mind when you do go to pee? Would you um? I've I've stocked the bathroom with several, um, well, hundreds of small plastic containers in which I'd like you to collect your urine. Do you mind doing that for me real quick? Uh, just, um, uh, just pee in any one of those cups. If you could also follow the instructions I've posted on the wall as to how to sterilize yourself before, um, just to make sure I get a good sample. Midstream, too, would be good. Right. So... I just uh, want to take really good care of you, Justin. I, I go... I go pee pee in the potty. Uh, I go <clears throat> I, classically. I, uh, I I go pee pee in the potty. Well, I I understand that's what you've been taught. That's great, but um, I really I'm really gonna need you know I I am a physician and I want to you know take good care of you too. So if you could just you know save all your urine for me, just so, all of it in those plastic cups. Sydney, why on earth uh, would we? want to store my urine well other than for kicks uh urine is is really a great uh, diagnostic tool it's been recognized for centuries that you can tell a lot about what is going on inside the human body by uh what comes out of it considering this is a marital tour of misguided medicine i'm going to assume that some of the things that we have thought that you could tell from it we uh, we're making up. Oh, absolutely. Now, before we get into that, I do want to thank uh, Chris Parker and Ashley, who suggested the topic of urine yeah, to us. Yeah, thank you, Chris and Ashley. Uh, if you'd like to suggest a topic, you can email us, sawbones at org. So let's talk about pee. <laughs> let's do it. Do you know what's in pee? Pee. Wait, well, hold on, I know this. I'm not going to just be an idiot. Come on, Justin. What's in urine? Uh, well, let's see. There's water. There's yellow, there's smell, and pee-pee. All right, bad job. Uh, not, not, not a good one. But even considering that, you were still like 95% right. Hey, that's, 
That's something. You got to give me that. 95%. Not bad. I saw I got most of those. Well, just mainly because urine is 95% water. Okay. So by quantity, I guess I, I got it right. Close enough. So in addition to water, there's uh, urea, there's uh, electrolytes like sodium, chloride, potassium, creatinine, and then a lot of other random organic and inorganic compounds, hormones, and the like. Now, so what's urea? I don't. I'm not familiar with urea. It's a it's a byproduct of uh, metabolism in the human body. It's a waste product, and uh, we don't need it, so we get rid of it. Get on out of here, urea. That's right, and uh, it's it's a common belief that urine is sterile, uh, which is kind of a misconception. It is sterile, but it, it that's until it passes through the urethra, which it has to, right? Obviously, yes. To get out. Yes. The hole. Unless you have a super pubic catheter, but that's a whole other thing. Super pubic catheter. That sounds super like pubic catheter. Uh, yes. So it does have to pass through the urethra, and there are uh, likely bacteria in the urethra, and therefore then it doesn't come out sterile, which is why we ask for a midstream catch. Thank you. So we get those germs out of the way. <laughs> what do you mean by midstream catch? Well, you pee a little, and then you pee in the cup, and then you finish up in the toilet. PP in the potty. The, these instructions are posted in the bathroom at any doctor's office you you may ever attend and have to give a urine sample. Okay. I, I will pay attention next time instead of just peeing like I normally do all over everything, like a monkey. Right. I'd really appreciate it, and so would our cleaning ladies if you stopped doing that. Deal. Uh, but urine has been used as no a No deal. I rethought it. I know. I know. I was I not that naive. I know you I know you better than that after 7 years. Uh but urine has been used like I said for thousands of years. The ancient ba- Babylonians and the Sumerians uh recorded uh, urine n- analysis of a sort results um on clay tablets. Um Hippocrates thought Official. that Yeah. They, for all of history to read. Let me just jot this down. The you smell of your being. urine. <laughs> uh, this smells weird. <laughs> Hippocrates thought that uh, the most, as far as diagnostically, the most important system in the in the body was the urinary system, and uh, it, urine really came into its own in the Middle Ages when they uh, came up with the name uroscopy or uromancy. <laughs> You know, a lot of people talk about uh, some of his other books. I think Euromancer is probably my favorite William Gibson of, of his of his work. It's, it's a tough read, but I think it's well worth the effort. <laughs> uh, Euromancy or uroscopy was practiced by many doctors uh, who would diagnose you simply by asking for a bottle of your urine. No uh, history or exam required. So, well, you would have to go to them, right? Uh, I suppose either that or you send your urine in a bottle with your messenger boy and they would just look at the urine and get that yeah just check out the urine you know a lot of people didn't enjoy it but i i really like middle ages house when uh he would just sit around a table with his uh four young doctors <laughs> and they would stare at the, a bottle of pee and they would jot ideas about it up on the up on the board up right. on with their, what does with it their smell like pee-pee. middle 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 ages sharpies and then lupus it's never lupus. It's never lupus. But let's definitely treat them with high dose steroids, broad spectrum antibiotics, and then chemo. That's house. And then we'll figure out it was a toothpick all along. It was a toothpick <laughs> from their trip to Africa <laughs> that they took for Antibiotics. Um, it this is even referenced in Shakespeare. Do you, do you remember what uh, Shakespeare this is referenced in, <sighs> Justin? Hmm. As a as a oh, student of the theater, if I, I remember, suppose you should know. 
if I remember correctly, um, in Henry the Fourth, I think it was Falstaff asked uh, what says the doctor to my water as a way of asking about that. If if memory serves. Why, Justin, I'm I'm really impressed. That's absolutely right. Uh, thank you, Sydney. How did you know that? Well, I'm a the- I was a theater major. Of course, I have the the first folio uh by heart memorized right and that's definitely how you knew that that's absolutely how i knew that can you please just give me this one (laughs) this one win all right fair enough and of course then you know that that was a way of him asking about not just his urinary health but his health in general because that's all you need to know right well i mean i've done some light analysis too of these lines not just it's not just rote memorization folks you got to dig into the text really find the i ams right sure uh, at the same time, this was also a period where um, you could use urine to tell if someone was a witch. <laughs> you could? Sure. Times have changed, because I don't think that would work anymore. <laughs> no, we have much more sophisticated methods of witch hunting oh, we've now. We've come so far in our witch hunting. Uh, that Yeah, we, we are s- strides. How do you exactly tell if somebody is a witch? Well, it's simple. You pee on them, and if they turn you into a frog, then they're not a witch. <laughs> there. Perfect. It's just fine. If somebody peed on me and I was able to turn them into a frog, I definitely would. Absolutely. You're not a witch. Proven. Stone cold proven. But that's not what they would do. They would have uh, the suspected witch pee into a bottle. Uh, Then they would fill that bottle with metal objects, pins, nails, whatever. Cork it and wait to see if the cork popped out. (laughs) If it does, a witch. A witch. If not, not a witch. Unless you find another way to prove that they're a witch, which you probably will. Witches have carbonated pee. Lots of people don't know that, but that's that's a fact. <laughs> that's, that's part of their witchcraft. That's science. It's the first thing they teach you at Hogwarts. I think my favorite my favorite uh, use of urine as a diagnostic tool uh, is the urine flavor wheel. Oh man, I am into this right now. I I want a urine flavor wheel already. I don't even know what it is. Well, it's I mean it's kind of self explanatory. So a urine flavor wheel. Um, was a, a wheel with different properties of urine recorded and you could connect different uh, sensory properties of the urine sample to different diagnoses. So you would uh, y- you could find the, f- the protein that you're having that evening, turn the wheel until it lined up and find the urine that best paired with that protein. <laughs> you could become a urine sommelier. <laughs> Perfect. Mm, this is, oh, this is a great, a lot of tans. <laughs> a lot of tans. Uh, no, um, at that time, we, you know, they understood that urine could be used to tell things about the inside of the body, but they didn't know exactly how to evaluate it. We didn't have like urinalysis yet or microscopy. So you um, evaluated urine with your senses, the color, the taste, the smell, uh, you know, how turbid or how cloudy or clear the urine is. Um, so uh, so the urine flavor wheel would tell you the different flavors that your urine might have that could be associated with certain diseases. For instance, uh, if, if the wheel said, you know, if you turn the wheel to a urine that was astringent, sweet, white, and sharp. Sounds like a cheese. <laughs> this is delightful. That would actually this be. Is, this is challenging. This is, <laughs> this is challenging urine. I, I like this. It's oaky. <laughs> Can we have some grapes with this? This would be fantastic. We're we're weird, by the way. We're weird Romans, so we love this. <laughs> uh, this would be the urine of a diabetic. Oh wow! Okay, 
Yeah, that's uh, that's actually where diabetes uh, mellitus gets its name. Diabetes references to pass through, which is uh, the large amounts of urine that a diabetic patient would 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 pass, and then mellitus from honey. Uh, so uh, passing large amounts of sweet urine. Sweet, sweet urine. That's right. Uh, you could also, if you didn't want to do that, you could just pour that urine on the ground and see if bugs came, because then okay, that would <laughs> indicate Let's, sugar. Okay, okay, weird old scientist. Can we do that one instead, maybe? No, nah, let's just taste it. Let's just give it a sweet. You know that they all did, except for like after they discovered that trick, there was one guy who just wouldn't give it up. I, I, I really the old think, ways are best. You know, I really think you get a better, more uh, reliable read <laughs> if, if you I'll just have one more sip. And this, you know, this analysis of urine actually led some women in ancient Rome to drink turpentine to make their urine smell like roses um, because bad smelling urine was associated with bad health. And... Ter- drinking turpentine was associated with death so well, yeah so it wasn't a great plan no kind of a short game you're playing there ladies and they're, they're hitting on things that are right i mean uh urine that smells bad could mean infection urine that soils smells sweet or certainly tastes sweet if that's your thing could mean diabetes and then certainly we know that there are some foods that you can uh, eat and, and tell that you know you've eaten them from the smell of your urine asparagus comes to mind so if we're just relying on color, though, are there actual real life, not made up things that you can tell from from looking at urine? There are some generalities. Yeah. Did, oh, did you want to share them with me? Oh, I didn't know if you wanted to know. I do. I do. Let me well, quiz what, you. what colors well, would you like to know right, about? Let me Justin. quiz you. I'll quiz you. Okay. Okay. You ready? Go. Dark yellow. Uh, that's probably dehydration. Orange. Uh, that could be B vitamins, maybe your jaundice, you know, liver disease, or some medications um, like the over-the-counter, like uh, Peridium, Uristat. Some people may have taken that. Uh, red. Um, unfortunately, that's probably blood. That's a bad sign, right? It's a bad sign. Pink. Well, that just means you've been eating beets. Uh, gosh, Doc, you know, I, <laughs> you know, looking at it in this light, it really seems to be more of a pink. I think, don't you think? Yeah, that's a that's kind of a close call there. I'd say if you're if you're unsure if it's beets or blood, I'd let a doctor make that call. I don't know. It seems pinkish in a certain light. Uh, green. Uh, you may also have been eating a lot of asparagus, um, or some medications can turn your urine green. Uh, blue. Usually, that just means you were exposed to methylene blue, certain medication you might have in the hospital. Does food coloring get filtered out? In the in the in your organs, for the most part. I mean, I, I suppose if you were eating a large amount of just food coloring, you may be able to turn your urine. And I am. I usually am. Nowadays, we usually use a urinalysis to evaluate urine for, you know, the um, for protein or um, different um, markers of infections, nitrites, white blood cells, that kind of thing. Um, although, uh, although. I did once hold urine up to the sun in a patient that had porphyria to watch it turn purple. I remember that. Those are those are very exciting. Do you remember that? I left it in our windowsill all weekend. <sighs> Man, how could I forget? Uh, you know, one interesting thing, Justin, is everybody always likes to reference how bad asparagus can make your pee smell. Mm-hmm. Do you know that only half of people can smell that? I did not. That's fascinating. Yeah, only fifty percent of people are able to smell that. So you know, I I like the smell because. Uh, I know it's supposed to be bad, but you know, I, I, it makes me feel, I know that I've been eating vegetables. Like, it makes me proud. It's a proud smell for me. 
Well, you could I also- eat vegetables. Like a like. I mean, that's awesome. Good for me. I mean, to be fair, you would also know you're eating vegetables because you ate vegetables. Yeah, but like, it's a good reminder in case I stop being proud of myself <laughs> since I finished eating. Boy, so, my pee smells bad. Good job. Great job, Justin. So proud. Well, we've kind of covered the different ways we used urine for diagnoses, but uh, you know, urine was also used as a treatment. I mean, you got you got stored. You've got all my urine stored here. Uh, I'm I'm glad it could be put to good use. Right. So I can figure out what's wrong with you. I hope somebody can. And then maybe I can fix it. Fix me. I'm ready. So if we go all the way back again to ancient Rome, uh, Pliny the Elder. (laughs) (laughs) What? You know, Pliny the Elder. (laughs) David the Gnome. (laughs) No. In every wish and dream and happy home, you will find the kingdom of Pliny the Elder. That was my favorite cartoon. Pliny the Elder. Pliny the Elder. He's a wizened. Uh, he advised using urine for all kinds of things. Um, put it on sores or burns or scorpion stings or affections of the anus, perhaps. <laughs> it's not It's not a long trip for your urine. <laughs> Just okay. work that out. Easier if you're a female, probably. Um, you could, uh, maybe if you didn't want to do that, you could like get some stale urine. You know, kind of like you can use stale bread. For, for certain things, right? Uh-huh. Croutons or whatever. If you got some stale urine, you can mix it with ash and then just put it on your baby's bum for their diaper rash. <laughs> hey, baby. Perhaps. Baby, come here. I want to try something. <laughs> I got to test this uh, medical theory or whatever. I want to pee on you. I'm just going to pee on your butt, though. I'm going to pee on your butt, baby. Stay still. <laughs> you can write a book about it someday or Don't something. worry. I'm going to rub some ash on it afterwards. It'll be ash, too, baby. Just don't, just, just don't move, okay? He also wanted to make sure you remembered to always spit into your urine immediately after you passed it so that you could prevent being cursed. Sure, of sure. Course. Well, that may, I, mean, I mean, obviously. Who doesn't do that, really? I, I still spit my urine. Right. Well, I mean, you're a guy as long as you're standing there. Yeah, what, what else? why not? You know? I mean, I get all turn around and everything. So. You could also brush your teeth with it. Well, you couldn't. I mean, you could. Well, you could. <laughs> you could. It was known to make your teeth very bright and white and shiny. And you, your mouth would smell like pee. So it's, it's kind of a take the good, you take the bad, I guess. I guess one of those situations. That's really a situation where you don't want to eat asparagus. It's when you're going to be seeing a lot of people, but not getting too close to any of them. <laughs> but not talking necessarily. Great for lectures. <laughs> um, uh, in the same time period, it was also advocated that you could treat a fever by boiling an egg in some of the patient's urine and then burying it in an anthill. I mean, can we not? that can we not treat that like a medical treatment and anything other than voodoo (laughs) i suppose that falls in that well i mean i guess it's not going to hurt anybody category yeah except the ants thank you thank you so much this is fantastic what is this a uh yeah it smells like an egg boiled in pee this is great (laughs) for ants i mean we have we have souls no big deal we have some standards we have like standards you can't just like put a pea egg in our home. Hey, maybe it was a diabetic and then there's sugar and then we're all good. Yeah, maybe. And maybe they look down on the ants. I don't know, man. You go ahead. Jerry's tucking in and he loves it. <laughs> I think he's weird. Um, do you remember, Justin, the French surgeon that we mentioned in our amputation episode? Uh, Am- Ambroise Pere? Yeah, like vaguely. Um, he had something to say about urine as well. Sure. Get it uh, out. Get so out of your system. So let's say, um, you know, you got to pee. Why not just go ahead, um, pee into a barber's basin like you do, 
Right. Keep, every good, everybody's got one of those. Everybody's got one of those. Keep it all night. And then tomorrow morning, um, in case your eyelids are itchy, you could just, you know, wash them with it and it'll help. <laughs> that is really thinking ahead. That is a, le- that is a, a level of like uh, preparation that I really can't. You know, my eyelids might be itchy tomorrow. <laughs> I am going to go ahead and pee now. So it's good and stale overnight. And uh, just rub it on there good. Do you tomorrow. know how itchy my eyelids would have to be? <laughs> like the itchiest. Like itchier than... Boy, and also uh, uh, treacherous walking at night. Got to have to get a midnight snack. <laughs> just watch watch where you step. Mind those barber's basins of pee. That I leave around. But we're happy to have you, <laughs> Uncle Dan. <laughs> I'm never staying with you people again. I should have paid for the Motel 6. Um, it was very reasonable. The the French also advocated soaking your stockings in urine and then wrapping them around your throat um, if you had um, what, what we would now know as strep throat. Originally called P-neck. <laughs> old P-neck. Oh, you got the old P-neck, you? got don't the you? P-neck. I hate see, that. seen a lot of these cases recently. Um, they're, uh, they're also over in England uh, on the advice of both Robert Boyle and, and Thomas... Uh, Willis, who was the richest doctor in England, um, you should just drink your own urine. Why not? Every morning, it'll keep you healthy. <laughs> just let's step it up a notch. We're wrapping it around our let's necks. Not we're boiling eggs out. in it. Let's, no more. We're rubbing no more it games. on our eyelids. No more games. Let's just drink it. Let's just drink the urine. We've all been dancing around it for millennia. Let's just drink this pee. And it continued to be popular to use urine. I mean, for all sorts of things. An Italian doctor, um, uh, Leonardo Fioravanti, urinated on a man's nose after it had been sliced off during like a um, some kind of dispute, some kind of sword battle, some kind of display of swordsmanship. <laughs> sword, sword challenge. A sword challenge. Uh, he immediately urinated on the man's nose and then sewed it back on. Fantastic. Uh, Henry VIII's surgeon, Thomas Vickery, he also advised washing battle wounds in urine. Now, that would not help, right? That's the sterile thing again. Right. I mean, the thought is that... we didn't even know sterile back then. Like, we no. Even... No. We did think it would help. Um, you know, there is some some thought that the urea could help a little bit with, like, killing bacteria. But again, it's still not a great thing to wash wounds in. Um, it also probably didn't work for ulcers, as it was advised for, or gangrene, or poisonous bites, or insect stings. Pretty much anything. Um, it was used against the plague, but... What, what, what yeah, didn't we try? What wasn't. <laughs> uh, and then they're also, in the 1670s, they began to collect vast quantities of children's urine, because it was thought to be cleaner, to um, distill it down to make a salt. And then the essence of urine was sold to... Uh, upper class women for the vapors you know that even after they dispelled that there was still one guy like um you know i'm i've got all this child's urine i'm just gonna hold on to it you never know you know these treatments go might come back around might come back into fashion last year they told us not to eat eggs this year they said eggs are good for you 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 know know. so uh, let's just keep the kid pee you never know you never know the you know where else am i gonna find i can't collect it again (laughs) it'll take forever those parents are never going to let me into their houses again. You know how much candy I had to give away? Crazy amounts. This uh, this trend uh, followed American pioneers you know, to the New World, um, and they used to actually put pee in their ears, 
and then plug them up with uh, with washcloths for uh, earaches. <laughs> Just get a friend to lie super still. Just Jerry, if you could hold real still. Just Jerry, just don't. Just don't move, move Jerry. Really, don't. You should probably close your mouth. Just close it. And it, maybe your eyes too. Just close anything open. Just definitely not the ears. Really, don't move. Just, just really. Oh. Uh. See. See you move. Told that's you not, not to move. my fault. That's totally that, on you. That's on you. Literally, it's on you. It's on your. Oh, it's now, on your cheek. Now, other than medical, other than medical uses, uh. You know, urine was also advocated as a beauty aid that um, women should wash their faces in it. It would Im- improve your complexion. Mm-hmm. Um, they thought it was good for baby skin, so they actually uh, thought it would be a good idea to just, once you take off that pee diaper, just go ahead and rub it on your baby's face. <laughs> <laughs> Here you go, baby. Handle this. Take this. Take that. Welcome to life. This is what the world is like, baby. <laughs> this is what it means to be human. This is life. You, uh, remember I did this. You'll thank me one day. You won't. But your skin, your skin won't be any different because I'm an old idiot. And this is the first thing you're going to tell your therapist in yeah. 20 years. No, I mean. It, I this mean was, really, do you know what they did? This was 1975. I mean, this has been <laughs> thoroughly di- disproven. By this point. Please don't rub your baby's diapers on their faces. I mean, just don't. You'll get, CPS will be called. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Um, it was used to clean hats. Uh, it was u- It was tried for a while as invisible ink. Urine was. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that might work. Okay, no, wait. <laughs> you can't try something as invisible ink for a while. Like, we this we wrote it, it disappeared. We're still waiting for it to come back. Yeah. Well, you know there's something. A lemon, a candle. There has to be something, <laughs> something to make my pee make appear. It come back. Uh, you know, it was used for gunpowder too. You okay. could pee on some straw and it would rot, and then you would, I don't know, mix it with something. Anyway, um, it could be used for gunpowder. Alchemists tried to distill it uh, down to make gold. <laughs> that was really, work. really a last ditch attempt by alchemists. <laughs> Anything at this it's point. Yellow. I don't know. There I might be gold in there. We've been trying really hard. We can't make the lead thing happen. Nothing is working. Um, you know, in World War One, we used urine. I thought this was interesting. Uh, soldiers were instructed because the enemies were using um, chlorine gas against our soldiers. They said, well, if you think that somebody's about to use gas, then we, you have this cloth we give you. So just pee on it real fast and hold it over your face and use it as like a gas mask. Because it was thought that the ammonia in your urine would counteract the chlorine in the gas. But I'm guessing not. No. Um, it That doesn't work. It it actually probably becomes more toxic um the mixing of ammonium well mixing ammonium bleach makes chlorine gas so uh, okay i have a new i have a new number one worst way to die and it is in ww1 holding a p-rag over my mouth to defend against the gas attack that would be <laughs> the worst that hopefully it it didn't actually cause any death as much as it just resulted in a lot of soldiers unfortunately running around with pee on their faces and wishing for death maybe <laughs> praying for the sweet release of death um you know in the this whole theory of uh drinking your own urine is actually still um i mentioned it earlier it's, it's still practiced uh some today um alternative medicine they call it urinopathy or uropathy um the uh it is it, advocated any from it from to help with anything from um, 
uh, increasing fertility, stimulating sexuality, fevers, yeast infections, diabetes, bladder problems, cancer, breaking down blood clots, mm, AIDS. Gosh, man, that sounds like it's curing a lot of things. You, you know, you could almost call it. Uh, maybe it's almost it's so, something of a cure-all. I think you could call it that. Yeah. What have we learned about cure-alls on this show, gang? Cure-alls cure, cure nothing. nothing. Okay. Th- I know people are still doing it. You know, if you want to try it, I, let's just keep it in a historical perspective. Okay. I should I should note that the American Cancer Society advises against drinking your own urine to prevent cancer. Finally, me and the American Cancer Society find some common ground. Um, there there has also been um, uh, urine has been used for practice in uh, yoga called Amorali. Um, is that it, what hot yoga is? <laughs> I've been wondering. I hope not. It was uh, advocated by the former prime I minister of yoga. India. I do itchy wet yoga. <laughs> you just pee on yourself. You just pee on yourself. It's hot. Um, but the thought was that if you drink your first AM urine, um, it might contain some more melatonin, which is the chemical, it's a hormone in our brains that makes us, it calms us down, tells us it's sleepy time. So if you drink it in the morning, then maybe you'll be better at meditation and yoga and generally being calm. You know, I can buy melatonin. I would advise doing that. You know, you if can you just need buy it. it. Don't, yeah, don't drink your pee. Um, in Mexico, there's still some places where they actually have a child. If, if you broke, if you break a bone, they'll have a child urinate into a bowl of charred corn, <laughs> and then they'll make a poultice and put it on the broken bone. Um, <laughs> I, not something I do in my office. I was gonna eat that corn. <laughs> God, darn it. Um, it should be noted that there are some famous people who would advocate this. Um, it was said that uh, Jim Morrison, John Lennon, Gandhi all tried this. And um, and it killed them. It, drinking their own pee. No, no, I didn't say that. I don't know that it helped anything. Um, and Madonna, uh, she doesn't drink her own pee as far as I know, but she does pee on her feet uh, to help with her athlete's foot. So you learned two things today. I think that's just a good excuse for peeing in the shower. Good job, Madonna. You found a way around the system. Mm-hmm. Sydney, I know that there's a lot of, uh, we've talked about a lot of pluses and minuses. Uh, what about the big one? Uh, jellyfish stings. Is that is that an actual application for PP? No. Oh, man. No. And as a matter of fact, from everything that I have read and researched, um, urine probably uh it well definitely does not help jellyfish stings and it, it probably makes it worse oh man so much to the chagrin of friends fans if you watch the show you get that reference <laughs> that indie hit don't don't that underground <laughs> don't pee on your jellyfish sting um and i i should note too uh the uh the army actually recommends many many times not to drink your own urine no matter what kind of survival situation you're in, no matter how dehydrated you are, drinking your own urine will only make things worse. Um, if you're really hot, you could pee on a shirt or towel or something and wrap it around your head. That's a good idea. I think we saw Bear Grylls do that I once. I, I think so. This strikes a chord. But still don't drink your own pee. No matter how dehydrated you are getting, it will make things worse. Well, I have all this pee, Sid. What's it used for? Is there anything? We can do some things with pee. Um, obviously, as I mentioned, it can still be used for diagnostic purposes in many, many ways. Um, but as far as treatment, uh, there are hormones in urine that we can synthesize. Um, for instance, 
uh, estrogen replacement therapy, Primarin, is made from uh, mare urine, as in female horses. Sure. Uh, we do use uh, urea creams, so urea that is in urine. We do use creams, not uh, synthesized from urine necessarily, but urea-based creams for dry skin. So that whole beauty aid thing comes from somewhere probably. And there is, uh, you know, I scoffed at the breaking down blood clots, but there is an enzyme urokinase that's synthesized from urine uh, that we do use to break up blood clots. Now, again, there's no evidence that drinking your own pee will do anything of that nature. But why not give it a shot? Yeah, all these things come from somewhere, I guess. I still, I have to say, I know I don't give medical advice, but I still have to say that drinking your own urine is probably not a good idea. Just no, there's no call for it. Uh, What there is a call for is for us to say thank you to you at home for listening to another episode of uh, Sawbones. We hope you've had as much fun as we have. I want to thank those of you who are reviewing the show on iTunes, people like... Uh, Dumb People Suck, Cannibal Chainsaw Detective, A1F, Tom I'm a Teacher, HJ Cheerio, Bunny Foo Foo, Lumi Ineklin, uh, Angelente, Angelente, there we go, uh, Dr. Hack, Darth Kerwin, Apisa Maria, Echiola, Coolio McCloudness, <laughs> George R. Swins, JCCCCCCCCC. And uh, Chuck, too, reviewed us somewhere on here. He's uh, he's a doctor who works with me. Oh, really? Yeah. Thanks, Chuck. Dr. Clemens. Um, and, and thank you to, uh, to those of you who've been sharing the show. Uh, it has been so awesome to see that. Uh, you can you can use the at uh, Sawbones Twitter handle if you want to follow us there or mention the show. We really appreciate it. Yeah, and you can tweet at us at Justin McElroy. And she's at Sydney McElroy, S-Y-D-N-E-E. And we really appreciate when you tweet about the show, when you let people know about it, reviewing the show, really. I, I read everyone, and it makes my heart happy. We've got a Facebook page now. It's facebook.com forward slash Sawbones Show. So go give us a, a like there. Uh, I, I put out a hint for what our new episode was about uh, this week. So you can be the first to get those if you go like the page there and we'll be hanging around so you know we come by and say hi have a chat and you should check out all of our other great max fun shows what are some of those justin stop podcasting yourself judge john hodgman jordan jesse go bullseye one bad mother wham bam pow uh my brother my brother and me my brother my brother and me thank you risk so many memory palace there's tons go maximumfun.org enjoy check it out and uh, make sure you join us again next Friday for another episode of Sawbones. I'm Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. And as always, don't drill a hole in your head. All right. Yeah. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.